Welcome to Always Real Talk. I'm Kwame Brown. In our studio, I have Eric Moses. That's right, Eric Moses, who is the president of the NASCAR Nashville Super Speedway. But more importantly, he's a native of Greensboro, North Carolina. He is a definitely graduated from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Duke Law School. Actually, Eric has worked for some of the highest uh, executives in the country, the mayor of Washington, D.C. He's also been a senior vice president and managing director of Events D.C. on the sports and entertainment uh, side of the business. And then he was tapped to be the president of the team president of the XFL uh, Football League. And he does a lot of stuff because clearly he had time to be an adjunct professor at Georgetown University, and he is now the president of the Nashville Super Speedway in Nashville, Tennessee. Eric, welcome to Always Real Talk. Thank you, thank you. You, you left one key uh, stop on my uh, on my journey out of there. I was working for this very distinguished council member, a new council member, as I recall, named Kwame Brown. Oh, well, a absolutely, and uh, I, I thought I was working for you at the time. But uh, <laughs> uh, but a a absolutely, we had uh, great times together. Most may not realize, especially uh, for our folks and our viewers that are outside of the D.C. area, which we have a lot of them. Uh, Eric spearheaded an effort and was the brainchild for uh, the minority local business equity law in the District of Columbia that will allow uh, public land and assets to be owned and controlled uh, by local businesses, uh, especially those of color. Hey, Eric, you know, welcome. Good to see you. Thank you for taking time. I know that your schedule is busy because every time I turn on the news, every time I turn on social media, every time I look at ESPN or something, you're coming up as the guy, the new guy uh, for uh, race for NASCAR down in Nashville. Um, now, many people don't know that I did not say start off or the headline was not the first black uh, president of NASCAR because uh, I know you very well. And sometimes when you say that, people forget how qualified a person is, but you are highly qualified uh, to be the president of NASCAR. And I remember when you worked at the Sports Commission, Events DC, and they really needed that boost and they tapped you. I remember uh, when XFL was looking for someone to spearhead and and start their organization, they tapped you. And clearly it looks like uh, this particular racetrack is, it was, you know, not around for a little while. Now it's coming back and they have, once again, tapped my good friend, Eric Moses to, to spearhead that. We're very excited and fortunate to hire an outstanding leader and executive such as Eric, who has tremendous experience in all areas of sports, events and live entertainment, Titoyan said. Eric's addition to our company and the outstanding reputation he has in the industry punctuates our commitment to revitalizing Nashville Super Speedway and serving the Middle Tennessee community. What are some of the challenges that you see that you're taking on uh, as this new president of this group? Well, first and foremost, thank you. first and foremost, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the show and the work that you're doing with, with, with the show. Um, you know, for us, this track was built in 2001. Uh, it, it operated for about 10 years and then had been uh, closed for 10 years because they weren't able to secure 
uh, a cup series race, which is the highest level of racing in, in the NASCAR kind of universe. And so uh, when NASCAR and Dover Motorsports, who I work for, uh, decided that Nashville was a market that, that NASCAR needed to be back in, uh, the, the most obvious and, and the best way of doing that was to move a Cup Series race to the Nashville Super Speedway. And, uh, and that meant that they needed someone to help run it. And so I think my challenges, Kwame, are really going to be, you know, I have three main priorities. The first is putting together a, a first class team. Um, to, to pursue these ambitious goals that we have uh, for our race and for our track. Um, second is to, uh, to upgrade our facility, which has, again, been mothballed for about 10 years. We want to make certain that it is uh, a place that is safe and exciting uh, for racing. And we want to make certain that we have a fan focus to the venue so that not only do NASCAR fans feel like they're they're appreciated in getting what they expect. Uh, but when we hold other kinds of events, whether they concerts or other kinds of cultural events and festivals uh, that, that folks feel like they were thought about um, in, in our design and development of the, of the, uh, of the property. And thirdly, and, and you'll appreciate this probably more than most, you know, I want to ensure that we're going to be a valued community partner in Middle Tennessee. Uh, and that means to become a member of the business, the sports, the civic and the cultural life and communities of that area. Because, uh, you know, if people think all you care about is getting money out of their pockets into yours, they're not likely to want to support you. And, and we're about so much more than that. And we want to be a part of the fabric of, of, of life in Middle Tennessee. And so I'm looking forward to doing all those things and getting boots on the ground in, in, uh, in Nashville within the next couple of weeks. Hey, that sounds good. Now, I, I want to ask you a question. It's NASCAR, right? And, you know, when you grew, you grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, I actually watch NASCAR, right? So I'm, I, I kind of watch NASCAR, I follow it. You know, I, sometimes I can't watch all, you know, 7 million laps, but I do watch <laughs> it the beginning as much as I possibly can. But that being said, did you ever imagine growing up uh, that you would be uh, president of one of their super speedways? Is that something you ever thought about, not just as growing up, but you, did you even think about that five years ago? I don't know that five years ago I knew what a super speedway was. Um, you know, I was familiar with the sport and familiar with tracks, and I knew some of the names of some of the tracks, but I didn't even know the distinction between a super speedway and a short track, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's a long-winded way of saying no. Um, but but as you know, um, you know, my professional journey has been one that has been much more about how do I come into organizations that I respect, whose values align with mine. Um, where they're in need of the kind of uh, expertise, knowledge, uh, and capabilities that I can bring to the table. And, and so this is no different in that respect. It's, it's pretty much the same. Um, so that it's in a sport that I wasn't as familiar with, um, I think is the interesting part and the challenge. And, and that it's in a market that I have never lived in, I think is also part of the challenge. I, I can't think of a better place uh, that I'd want to take on this transition um, than Nashville. Nashville is one of the hottest markets in the country right now uh, for many things, including live entertainment uh, and sports. You know, there, there's a movement afoot to bring a, a professional baseball team there, a, a major league baseball team. They've got an NHL team, an NFL team, um, obviously Vanderbilt University and TSU, Tennessee State and Fisker there. Um, so it's a vibrant community and Music City, which we all know, a vibrant community with people moving in from all parts of the country. 
uh, companies moving and relocating from all over the country. And, and you know, I'm happy to, to add myself and my efforts to that momentum. No, I, and uh, hey, I want to congratulate you uh, for your efforts, and I'm, you know, not surprised at all. Some people are like, oh, man, wow. I'm like, no, I'm not like, wow. I figured that anytime there's an opportunity to improve efficiencies, anytime there's a pro- an opportunity to prove past performance and, and on-time delivery, uh, I think Eric Moses would be one, especially in the sports arena, that would be tapped uh, to do so. Now, you're taking it over. This is not a normal time, right? This is not... Uh, a normal year and now you've been tapped to bring it up to speed to put a team together and to bring a a cup to Nashville but more importantly during a time that COVID is now facing all of us no one has escaped it no industry has escaped it how do you you know look forward and what is your thought process and how is this different because it's not like someone's giving you the opportunity to be president and everything's rosy, right? Um, you have to do it in tough times where corporations and businesses are making cutbacks. Um, how, how, how difficult is that for you right now? You know, it's, it's certainly a challenge, right? I mean, the, the hospitality industry and the live events industries uh, have been you know, nearly decimated by, by this crisis because people aren't allowed to gather together in large groups anymore. And, you know, I know you've seen it and I've seen it in Washington, D.C. with our fantastic convention center and, and, and our restaurant scene and our hotels um, that, that, you know, there's very little activity going on in those places, certainly not to the levels that, that were, were existent pre-COVID. So we're going to have some challenges. And you know, the, the, the great thing about NASCAR is we've got fantastic broadcast partners. Um, and we will continue to, to put cars on the track uh, so that our fans can at least consume our sport via television and, and, and our broadcast partners. Uh, and we hope that the scientists, the medical professionals and, and the government officials uh, will, will, will be able to, to loosen restrictions safely um, in, the, in the coming uh, weeks and months, such that by June of 2021, when our Cup Series race is, is scheduled to take place, we'll be able to invite fans uh, to our facility. Um, the other thing I would say in terms of how I view that, that particular challenge for the National Super Speedway is, you know, we have the good fortune of, of sitting on a thousand acres. Uh, and so, you know, in a time where social distance important for live gatherings, we've got the space to do it. And, uh, and and that is something that I'm very much looking forward to and have already started talking to event promoters and others about you know, festivals and other kinds of things that we can hold because we have the space to do it. Oh, absolutely. So you, uh, now I kind of understand the thought process, right? Because all of that is uh, Eric Moses at his best putting that together uh, to cre- use land uh, to create venues, to create excitement, to create revenue, to create jobs. Uh, you mentioned in one of your articles, and I think it was with one of the business journals, that you, you know you kind of see how you are going to bring a new set of fans to NASCAR. Uh, what, what did you mean by that? So, look, I, I, as I said to people before, I mean, I, I was hired to do a job, and as you um, very generously described, because of my my background, my, my education, my experience, uh, not because I'm, I'm black and the first black person to have an opportunity to do this. <clears throat> I've said before and I'll say again, I mean, I, I am not naive enough to believe that I was the, f- the first person of color who was qualified to take on a role like this. 
Um, I am fortunate that that uh, the timing worked out so I could take it on. And I view it as an honor to try to uh, kind of not only open that door, but hopefully push it wide open by doing a good job such that others who are interested in these kinds of opportunities have them. Um, you know, that said, NASCAR over the last year in particular um, has taken some stances, some very public stances on some of the societal issues uh, that, that are in the news. Statement today, NASCAR asked fans to refrain from flying it, saying we are committed to providing a welcoming atmosphere free of offensive symbols. Offensive to an entire race, it really does nothing for anybody to be there flying. It belongs in history books and that's about it. That it's, you know, it's a bit of a new day. Uh, they want to be able to uh, hold on to legacy fans and make certain that those folks who have grown up loving and, and, uh, and attending NASCAR events and rooting for their favorite drivers uh, continue to be able to do that and continue to feel welcome. But we also want to make certain that any and everybody who's interested in, in our product and interested in our sport feels welcome. Uh, and, and that's certainly something that's important to me uh, as an individual. I mean, NASCAR is no different from any other business. You should always be trying to grow your consumer base, always be trying to grow your, your fan base and, and inviting more people uh, to experience what you have to offer such that hopefully they'll become fans or con and, and consume your products. Um, and, and that's what NASCAR is trying to do. And so if my, if my hiring and if my having this role uh, sends a signal to the general public that it's a new day for NASCAR, that NASCAR is thinking and acting more inclusively. And that means that somebody who might have been interested or curious about NASCAR decides, hey, maybe I'll go to, to National Super Speedway to, to see a race now. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Well, you already know I'm going to come to the Super Speedway to see a race. <laughs> That's for sure. And, well, it's and, good, so and, I don't have and, to. I don't have to call you after the. I'm going to call you after the. I'm going to call you after the race is over, and then say, "Hey, let's connect." So uh, don't get upset when I'm just down there watching the race. I'm not going to be the one to call you and be like, "I got like 65 people. I need some tickets to the race." I'm going to call you when I get down there. I'm going to come see the race because I, 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 you know, I, I like cars. So I'm. I'm, I'm I will a save. A, I will save a good seat for you, my friend. I promise. <laughs> now you know many of us. We remember uh, Willie Ribb, and we ever see, everyone's seen the story. They understood the entire um, situation as it relates to uh, who some would consider a very, very great race car driver, but dealing with a lot of issues as being so a person of color. And they see you now as someone who is the president of a super speedway uh, that can help not only open the door for those that are able to participate in the sport, but it, at least give them a fair opportunity and, and treat them fairly. Have you have you ever thought about that? I know it's, I kind of just threw it out there, but I, I, I that's the first thing people was uh, texting me about, you know, what it means to have someone like you and a person of color at the president of a speedway and not forget what it means for some of the drivers and some of the workers and some of the people who want to get their cars on and Willie Ribs comes up. Does that, does that ever cross your mind at all? Yeah, man, it does. And, and, and the only way that I can describe it is that it's um, it's really humbling um, when people say, you know, your hiring is historic or I've gotten emails and text messages from um, and, and LinkedIn messages from people that I don't know who have said, you know, it almost brought me to tears to see that you were hired to do this. I'm so proud that that you have this opportunity and by extension, you know, people like us have this opportunity to push into yet another uh, area where maybe we've uh, not been represented as well. 
Um, it's really humbling. Obviously, anytime your name is associated with making history, uh, hopefully in a good way, um, it's uh, it's it's humbling. And I'm humbled by it. I don't necessarily feel uh, a burden of pressure um, to do anything more than I would for anything else. Right. I, I expect to do a good job and to be successful in everything that I do. But I do understand the, the, the value and the importance of the symbolism of my hiring and, and having this. And, and you're exactly right, man, about the history. You know, I think about Wendell Scott, who was really the first African-American driver on the, on the, what is now the, the cup series at the highest level of NASCAR and who in the, you know, sixties and seventies, <laughs> you talk about challenges. I mean, um, you know, Bubba Wallace has his challenges, but nothing like what Wendell Scott went through in order just to get on the track and race. Uh, never, nevertheless, trying to get sponsorship support and financial support to put a car that could, that could compete on the track every, every, Every week. So I think people like him and for the pioneers who have laid the groundwork for folks like you and me and others um, in, in many areas of, of, of professional and vocational kind of experience, you know, we, we all owe them a, a debt of gratitude. And, and, and the best way to repay that debt is to focus, do a good job and make certain that, uh, you know, we excel in what we've been hired and, and, and given the opportunity to do. Oh, absolutely. And I, I just wanted to be clear for a lot of our viewers and you don't have to say it, but, you know, what I'm excited about is and not the fact that someone that I know that's qualified, uh, that's taken over an area that historically has not been able to have an opportunity. Um, not the fact that you are, you know, an African-American, but I'm excited. And what I feel most positive about is that you are not only qualified, you're clearly going to do a good job regardless but also for those that uh, need uh, just a fair chance and all things being equal and they're gonna need to get an opportunity. I know that you are sensitive to those matters and for a long time, especially here in America, we do have people uh, that are and look like me but don't have the sensitivity uh, to making sure what their responsibility is to, to be there. And that's not a handout, it's just, having a fair and a shot. So um, you don't need to respond to that, but I had to put that on the record because some people may not know Eric Moses and I just want them to know that that's the type of guy he is and he's going to uh, excel. So um, I have to ask about, about your family because you, know, you, have, you have two boys and I don't know if they watch NASCAR, they like the racing of fast cars or whatever. How excited is it though, to the dad? Now, I know that you've done XFL and they're like, this could just be another sport, but it's something different about NASCAR and driving. How do they feel about dad being at the helm of, uh, of, of, of NASCAR down there in uh, Tennessee? You know, it's funny, man. And you, and you know, my kids, it, it, they take most things in stride. And because they have uh, had the opportunity to go to a lot of really cool events because of what I have done professionally, um, you know, they're not they're not overly excited. They are proud when when the announcement of my hiring went out and, and it was on ESPN and it was trending and whatever other stuff happened. They thought that was pretty cool. Um, my youngest used to watch NASCAR probably when he was around 10 and it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like I even introduced him to it. He just would see racing 
on television would sit and watch it. We thought it was the it was the most hilarious thing, but he really enjoyed it. Um, so they are proud of me. Um, you know, being a father that uh, our, our kids aren't always as, as forthcoming as we'd like them to be with their with their pride and support of their parents. But, <laughs> but, but let it slide a couple of times that, yeah, dad, I'm proud of you or what have you. But that's about it. I'm not getting a whole lot of pats on the back from those jokers. Uh, no, I can I can definitely understand. But I will tell you this. Uh, you know, our kids are around the same age or whatever. But I will tell you this. Once, you know, things kick off and once that engine starts and they're able to like experience being down on the track itself it'll i think you'll have a whole different uh they have a whole different understanding and and uh of what you do and and how important it is and how cool it is to see those cars go pretty fast i'm pretty sure they're gonna be want want to be in one of them cars fairly soon you got two boys and they're gonna want to be in there you're right, right? You know, once you experience, as I like to say, that roar and rumble, it's hard to forget and it, and it's hard uh, to, to stay away from it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get them out there. We'll get them out there to, to experience it and, uh, and maybe to get in the car uh, because uh, there is nothing like that. And, and it makes you realize how great these athletes are, these drivers are as athletes, to have the hand-eye coordination, to have the reflexes necessary to be driving in excess of 150 miles an hour, a couple inches off the off the off the uh, you know back bumper of another car around an, a bank oval. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing, man. And so seeing it up close gives you a, a much greater appreciation than even watching it on television. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, once again, I want to thank you for taking time. Uh, to uh, talk to us at Always Real Talk, man. We're very proud uh, of of you, what you've been able to accomplish in the past, what you've been able to accomplish in the future, because I know, uh, like I said, I'll be watching NASCAR. But I, I have one last question there. You know, there are some viewers out there, and then there are some, you know, parents of viewers out there um, that want to get a better understanding because, you know, you've went from A to B to C to D to E, and I know you, you're not at Z, right? Because, you know, you, you always have bigger and bigger and better uh, aspirations. Any advice you're giving some of these young folks that are trying to grow up in the entertainment uh, industry, uh, sports industry, uh, just some real basic nuggets that they might take with them? Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, be prepared. Do your research. Um, learn as much as you can about the businesses of, of these uh, uh, brands, companies, or industries that you want to be involved in. If, if you want to be in Hollywood, know everything you can about making movies or television shows. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I joke that I, I start to sound, each year I get older, I start to sound like that angry old man that tells the kids to get off his lawn. But you, you, when you and I were coming up, there wasn't an internet, right? And so I, I couldn't find out anything I wanted to know about any topic in the world with a couple keystrokes. Well, now they can. So there's no excuse to ever be unprepared to meet with someone to talk about a potential opportunity that you that you say you're interested in. So so always be prepared. Um, network, you know, strategize. Think about who you need to meet uh, in 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 that industry or in those companies or whatever and how you can go about doing it. LinkedIn is my best friend. I don't meet or talk to any person without looking them up on LinkedIn first. Because I want to come to that conversation or that interaction knowing a little bit about them, knowing their path a little bit, and then being able to add to that when we when we talk. Um, and then I think just always act with integrity, right? Always be someone who's going to keep your word. Always be somebody who is, as you and I used to always say, under promise and over deliver. 
right? Um, you know, be, be humble about what you're doing, but be confident that you can do a good job. And if you're prepared, if you do your research, if you network, folks who can who can help you with those opportunities um, and, and you work hard and you work with integrity, I think that's going to help a lot of people uh, uh, achieve a lot uh, despite whatever hurdles they may encounter. Absolutely. Well, once again, really appreciate you taking time and having you on the show, my brother. Thank you, man. Always a pleasure. Keep doing the great work you're doing. Absolutely. Well, once again, if it's always real talk, you know it's going to be real. Man, I know you, you know your stuff is busy over there, bro. But no, man, look, it's a, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you invited me to do it, man. And-